0: Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. Yes, we're back. That sure was an interesting way to spend Friday. Let's hope that doesn't happen again. (laughs) You don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, this is Locked On Mariners, and I am D.C. Lundberg. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or any podcasting app that you can think of. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners Podcast or any of the other wonderful programs here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow this show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow me on Twitter also at DC underscore Lundberg. L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G if you are scoring at home. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special series of shows coming to you this week. We're going to discuss the all-time top Mariners at each position. Today we'll talk about the pitchers. First half will be starters, second half will be relievers, or essentially closers. And joining me all this week is Locked On Mariners contributor, Jonathan Miller. John, that only took four takes.
1: (laughs) That's not bad for you. It's good to be here, D.C.
0: (laughs) If people at home only realize how much BS I had to edit out from my mumbling and stumbling, they'd be completely surprised. In any case, uh, John, thank you for joining us here this week. We appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Yes, indeed. And like I said, every day we're going to talk about the top Mariners at each position. There's ordinarily going to be the top three at each position, but since there are so many starting pitches to go through, we're going to do five. John and I have each come up with a list of of our top five Mariners starting pitchers of all time. We're going to read them, kind of back it up with some statistics and talk about it. And I don't know how much we're going to argue because our lists are vaguely similar to one another's, but it's certainly something to get you talking about it at home. And if you have any uh, thing to add, please email me at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com and I'll read them next week because these are all pre-recorded. We'll be done with these by Tuesday. (laughs) In any case, we'll start with uh, starting pitchers. My number one starting pitcher. Uh, is, uh, and but between one and two for me, it was something of a coin toss. I mean, either one of these is is a great number one choice. But I chose Felix as my top starter. He's not only started the most games in Mariners history, 418 of them. He shares the mantle for top ERA. Four pitchers have a 3.42 ERA, and he's one of them. His WHIP is 1.206. Uh, the strikeouts per nine is 8.3, which I'm not real. Keen on strikeouts, but for a power pitcher, he doesn't. He didn't walk very many uh, people. Two point seven walks per nine innings is very good for a power pitcher. Less than a home run per nine. And if you throw out his last three seasons where he was mediocre or worse, his ERA not only improves to three sixteen, all of his other numbers improve as well my number 2 starter was randy johnson and like i said he very easily could have bud my number 1 it was kind of a coin toss he also has that same 342 era in 274 starts the whip is a little higher at 1.250 he does not did not give up as many hits 6.9 4.3 walks per 9 innings but if you subtract 1990 through 1992 in which he walked almost 6 per 9 innings The rest of his time with the Mariners, it's 3.3. 1993, he flipped a switch. He found his control and just went went off into orbit 10.6 strikeouts for 19 is huge also less than a home run per nine innings my number three starter is jamie moyer with 323 games started 397 era the whip was a little higher than i thought it was going to be for him it's 1.254 exactly nine hits per nine innings that's exactly a hit and inning 2.3 walks per nine 5.3 strikeouts per nine he wasn't he was not a strikeout pitcher And he gave up over a home run, 1.1 home runs per nine, but he allowed 44 of them in 2004. So if you subtract that, then I'm pretty sure that number goes below a home run per nine. My number four starter, and this is where it kind of got, you know, who do you pick and choose? But my number four guy is Hisashi Iwakuma, one hundred thirty six starts. That very same three four two ERA. Get this whip gang one point one four three. That's amazing. Eight point four hits per nine innings. One point nine walks per nine innings. Less than two walks per nine innings is amazing. Very very good numbers. And then my number five starter is Eric. Hansen, And I'm going to get crap for this, I think, but Eric Hansen's my fifth guy, 143 starts. He has a three, six, nine ERA whip is eh, sort of high, but not real high. 1.276, 2.7 walks per nine innings. He had 6.9 strikeouts per nine, which surprised me. And a quarter of a home run per nine, 0.7 home runs per nine innings. Before I get to my honorable mentions, John, would you please share your list of our top five starters in Mariners history?
1: Certainly. My... Number 1 starting pitcher is Randy Johnson. DC just read off his stats very well, and like he said, it could very well be the flip of a coin for him or Felix Hernandez, who I had at number 2. The thing that separated the two is that Randy Johnson's strikeouts per 9 innings was so much more than Felix's. Another thing that
0: separated them, which actually goes in favor of your list instead of mine, Randy Johnson had 19 shutouts where Felix Hernandez had 11. Good point. Yep, so I just supported your list rather than mine, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that. (laughs) So then I had Felix Hernandez at number two. We both had Jamie Moyer at number three. And then from there is where we differ. Mm -hmm. I had Freddie Garcia at number four with 169 games started for the seattle mariners he won 76 he lost 50 he had that era which still pretty decent at 3.89 It's very his good. whip was a 1.30 which is better than most for the mariners but he doesn't quite reach iwakama
0: right i'm surprised that iwakama holds the record quite honestly
1: that's very impressive yes and then at number five and I think it was purely just his win total that put him there I have Mark Langston he in 173 games started for the Mariners he went 74 and 67 whereas Iwakama had 63 wins yeah and 39 losses so I could certainly see where you could have Iwakuma in your top five and uh, but and that's where Iwakama also has that point 3.42 era whereas langston had a over a four era
0: but barely over four 401
1: yes a 401 thank you and his whip was actually even higher than anybody else
0: yeah but 1.372 according to the numbers i have uh, langston did make my honorable mentions he did pitch for the Mariners for a while 173 starts which is certainly more than most um i and. His numbers after he reached the Angels actually were a bit better than they were with the Mariners. I had Freddie Garcia. I was debating between Garcia and Hanson for number five. Garcia just barely missed for me. Just Their numbers are very, very similar, but Hanson was just slightly better in most categories, the ERA was a difference of only 20 points. Hanson has a 3.69 ERA, Freddie Garcia at 3.89. The whip was slightly better in Hanson's favor. The walks per nine inning were also slightly better in Hanson's favor. So were the home runs for nine. However, Garcia certainly could a very, very good choice for a top five Mariner starting pitcher of all time. His best career numbers came as a Mariner. The other players that I had, the two other players that I was, were considering was a a recent one, James Paxton. And the only reason he missed my top five is because maybe he pitched Maybe slightly too few mini games. 102 starts. He also seemed to be injured all the time, which limited that start total. But he also has that 342 ERA, a very good whip at 1.187, 2.6 walks per nine innings, which again is low for a power pitcher, which Paxton was, and still is, of course. strikeouts per nine innings. And the other guy I had was going, was before my time. He pitched for the Mariners before I was born. But Floyd Bannister, in 117 starts, he accumulated a 375 ERA for the Mariners, a 1.286 whip. Um, 6.6 strikeouts per nine innings, 2.9 walks, which is very respectable, 8.6 hits per nine, and just over a home run for nine. And again, his best career numbers came as a Seattle Mariner. John, are there any other pitchers you want to mention?
1: I had as my honorable mention Iwakuma, mm-hmm. and then, of course, the much-revered Ryan Franklin. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking about Franklin.
0: Okay. I was I was going to say he wasn't even on my radar. Anyways, thank you for that, John. We're going to take a break at this time, but not before getting to the Mariners trivia question. We're going to kind of theme each trivia question with the position groups that we're talking about today. Obviously, this is a pitching question, and it is, who has pitched the most games as a Seattle Mariner? I'm sure John and I are both well aware of this since we went over a bunch of pitching numbers, but we'll tell you at home who it is right after the break. And if you've got a question for me or a comment on the show, please email it to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com, and I'll consider using it for the Friday mailbag segment. I got a very long email from a gentleman named Joe, sent me a bunch of questions, listens to every show. Thank you for doing that. We will get to some of those questions on Friday. Locked On Mariners will continue as soon as John and I are damn good and ready. Welcome back to Locked On Mariners. Once again, your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you once again, J.M., for leading us back into the second half of Locked On Mariners. The trivia question, who has pitched the most games as a Seattle Mariner? The answer, believe it or not, is Jeff Nelson with 439 games. Second is Felix at 419. 418 of those are starts. John, do you have any idea who number three might be? It's a reliever. I'll give you that hint.
1: My first thought is the sheriff or the bartender, uh, Norm Charlton and Tom Wilhelmson. for those who don't know. <laughs> I, I, could it be Arthur Rhodes?
0: Arthur Rhodes is number five. That's close. Number three is actually Mike Jackson. Wow. I would have never guessed that in a million years of 335 games pitched as a Seattle Mariner. Four was uh, Jamie Moyer. 5 is Arthur Rhodes, J.J. Puts, puts 6, Tom Wilhelmsen is number 7, Charlton's outside the top 10, which also surprised me. But guess what? Speaking of relief pitchers, it's time to talk about our three top relief pitchers in Seattle Mariners history. In some ways, this was easier for me just because there were so few good relief pitchers that the Mariners have had over the years. But in some ways, it was harder just because the Mariners could never seem to figure out just who the heck they wanted to close. So it was hard to find somebody who had any sort of tenure as a Seattle Mariner. John, did you run into that problem too?
1: I definitely ran into that problem.
0: And as it turns out, John, John's list and my own are very, very similar. John, I'll let you go first this time since I took uh, the top spot in the uh, first half. So who are your top three Seattle Mariners relievers slash closers? We're really talking about closers of all time.
1: Yeah, it's really difficult to find a good reliever that doesn't end up being a closer. It is. So at my top spot, I had Kazuhiro Sasaki Mm in 228 games for the Mariners. He had 129 saves in 151 opportunities. He struck out 242 in 223 and a third innings, and only walked 77. So that means his whip was 1.08. That's
0: a, that's a tremendous whip. What I remember about Sasaki is that forkball. Yes. I loved watching that thing just dive out of the strike zone and, and hitters wave on top of it.
1: Number two on my list, I had number two on the single season save list, Edwin Diaz. Mm-hmm. Who, in his brief time with the Mariners, was really a shining star, and we, we looked forward to him coming into ball games. In his 188 games in three seasons, he had 109 saves and 121 opportunities with a 2.64 ERA. He struck out 301 and walked only 64. His WHIP was 1.02. It's amazing. And coming in number three on my list, I had J.J. Putz, who is one of the few guys who actually has a win-loss percentage over 500,
0: which is not something you ordinarily want out of a closer. You want him saving games, not winning them.
1: And he did that too. Yeah. just—it's odd that in 308 games as Seattle Mariner, he was 22 and 15. That's really surprised me when I saw that. He had a 3.07 ERA, 101 saves, in 125 save opportunities. He struck out 337 in 323 innings, only walked 104. His whip was 1.16. Very,
0: very good stats, as you just said. And my top three are very, very similar to yours. I switched the last two. Sasaki is my number one. Uh, you mentioned it two hundred and three games finished uh three one four era you mentioned all the numbers, so I'm not gonna bother going over them again. I had puts at number two, basically for the same reasons you said, and i had and I had Diaz number three Diaz has a little bit of an asterisk for me though, in that he would have been higher if his tenure would have been longer because the strikeouts and the walks that you mentioned, that averages 14.2 strikeouts per nine innings. That is absolutely astronomical. And that's three walks per nine innings. And especially the 2018 season where he saved those 57 games, his control was just pinpoint it was beautiful to watch and I know the Mariners wound up trading him to the Mets after that season as part of the Robinson you know get rid of Robinson Cano deal and he has struggled so far in New York and I really think that has to do with just the change of scenery and I do believe that if he would have remained a Mariner you know if not for last season and in season's future he very may have been number one on my list But we'll get to the honorable mentions now at this time, and John, who would you like to honorably mention?
1: My honorable mentions are, first of all, Mike Schooler, who just barely missed out in 243 games with the Seattle Mariners. He had 98 saves in 123 opportunities in 267 in the third innings he struck out 232 walked 93 his whip was 1.29
0: and i i will say that if a Mar- I mean, his last season as a mariner i believe was 1992 he pitched on some horrible seattle mariners teams he certainly would have had more save opportunities had the mariners not been so mediocre
1: definitely
0: who else did you have
1: it was also, uh, it's a toss-up here. I kind of have a tie for my second honorable mention between the DA David Ardsma uh-huh. and the bartender Tom Wilhelmson. Ooh, okay. The, because their saves are so close. Yep. And ERAs are a lot lower than, well, one whole point lower than Norm Charlton. Yeah. Ardsma, in 126 games for the Mariners, had 69 saves and 78 opportunities. Mm -hmm. He had a 2.90 ERA. In 121 innings, he had 129 strikeouts and only walked 59. Yeah. With a 1.17 whip.
0: And he was only a Mariner for two seasons.
1: That's pretty good to do that in two seasons
0: but that goes back to the Mariners not knowing who they want their closer to be because if his tenure were any longer he very melt he very could have well made my top three because he was very good in the two seasons he was here our honorable mentions are also very similar. I was going to talk about Schooler. You've done that. I was going to talk about Arzma. You've done that. I was just going to talk about Norm Charlton, not for his overall career as a Mariner, because it was up and down. His 1993 as a Mariner certainly was pretty good until he got injured. And then when he came over from the Phillies in 1995 when they needed a closer, he was absolutely just lights out. He had a 151 ERA in his 20 in his 30 games as a Mariner. 1996 was okay. He was kind of in a timeshare at closer with Mike Jackson. And then 1997, he just completely fell off the map. And then he came back for one last hurrah, as it were, in 2001, where he was a pretty effective middle reliever. And the other person I was going to mention was Mike Jackson, who I I liked watching him pitch. I remember him for his 1996 stint um, more than his original stint. But as a mariner, he appeared in 335 games. He finished 142 of them. His whip was up around 1.24. He was he was an effective, more or less, setup man. But I remember him in that in that um, timeshare as closer with Norm Charlton in 1996, which was pretty effective that season.
1: I remember that too. He was fun to watch.
0: I think we're I think we're over our time. We got to wrap this up, unfortunately. Uh, John, thank you very much for joining us today. We will hear from you tomorrow. But in the meantime, where can people find you on Twitter?
1: You can find me on Twitter at SeattlePilot69.
0: Thank you very much. Again, we will talk to you tomorrow. And ladies and gentlemen, we will talk to you tomorrow as well, where we talk about the top three Mariners, first baseman and third baseman of all time. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to Locked on Mariners on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, any podcasting app that you can imagine. Ask your smart device to play Locked on Mariners podcast. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. That'll wrap up the show for today. Tell your smart device to play Locked on MLB at the conclusion of this program. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great day. This is Joey Martin, letting you know that we'll be back tomorrow for another edition of Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.